0: Log Talk Radio Start again, Well, hello and praise the Lord. This is Brother John with Elijah Power Ministries back with you once again. Thank the Lord for that on this beautiful Saturday evening. Here we go again by God's grace. I was blessed to join you last week where we talked about our reputation and how we protect our reputation. So if you like to hear that one, you can go to our platform and you can hear reputation and how we protect it. We're on several platforms. We're on Red Circle. We're on Blog Talk Radio. We're on Spotify and a host of others by God's grace. So, tonight, I uh, was in prayer and I was thinking about, you know, what I wanted to touch on tonight. And I'm not going to keep you long tonight. But I thought about faith. Faith. What is it? And do we even need it in this modern world? Do we need it at all? you know you know some people are very very talented they're very talented and you know on their own in the, their own ingenuity they accomplish quite a bit several people who are non-believers they don't believe in god but yet they are successful so do we even need faith some people will tell you they just believe in themselves and hard work. And they will tell you that if they believe in themselves and they work hard, that everything will fall in place for them. They'll tell you that. And they'll scoff if you talk about God. They'll say, well, you, whoever this God is, I don't need him because I've been successful all my life. They'll tell you that. And uh, you need to be able to answer them when they tell you that. Now, I would say what they don't understand is God has provided provision. He has provided a mechanism by which a man will toil. He will work. And he will live from the fruit of his labor. Okay. (laughs) It's in Genesis. Okay. So when they're talking to you about. They don't need to have faith. You can point to Genesis and say well. God already. Put in the system if you will. That man will be rewarded. For his work. And live from. The fruit of his hands. So by faith the word of God was written inspired by the Holy Ghost so the Holy Ghost was smart enough <laughs> to make sure that got into the Bible or should we say the book because the Bible means the book so what I just outlined was an apologetic right so they may not realize it but every man is given a measure of faith including the non-believer, including the non-believer. But I don't want to focus on apologetics tonight. I just want to mention faith. What is it? How do we employ it? What do we what do we do with this faith? This thing called faith. And what is faith? And does it really work? Does it really work? You'll have some folks, they talk a whole lot about faith when they get into a difficult situation. They'll remember there is a God above who loves them when they're in a difficult situation or when they have a loved one who's in a difficult situation, they'll talk faith and Bible with you then. Not ridiculing, just pointing out what's obvious. It's true. Not making this up. You know that. Everyone listening to this podcast, you have someone who never talks about faith or God until they're in a situation. Right? But you know, God has a way of pulling your coattail to get your attention. And sometimes... That's the difficulties we face that'll give us the bright idea. Hey, you know what? I probably need to go pray about this. I probably need to go talk to God about this because now you're stressed out over whatever situation you find yourself in and you're going to need to exercise faith. You're going to need to exercise faith. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about faith. We want to know what Jesus said about it. And what do we do with it? How do we employ it? So I'm going to touch on a few scriptures tonight that highlight faith and those who used it. Because... I can't come before you with my own idea and my own opinion. I have to do what? I have to go to the Word. So that's what we're doing. And so I thought it would be a good idea in the beginning to define what faith is. Faith by the Word. What is faith according to the Word of God? And, you know, there's no greater scripture, I don't believe, than going to Hebrews chapter 11. You knew I was going there. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I'll give you a minute if you want to grab your Bible or your iPad or your tablet, your phone, and you want to read along with me. In Hebrews 11, for this broadcast, I think it's important to read the entire chapter. So you're just going to have to bear with me tonight. We're going to read that entire chapter, and it is 40 verses long. But I just hope you'll bear with me, so I beg your indulgence as we read Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 40. Now it says, And I'm going to read from the King James Version tonight. It says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." How many times have we heard pastors, preachers, ministers, evangelists, prophets read this scripture and preach from this one scripture right here, verse 11, because it's power-packed. Now I, I like where it says, "Now faith." is is because see faith is alive and well faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so it's not a has been or faith is dead or faith is gone by the wayside but it is which means if it is it means that it is available to you because it is It is. Praise the Lord. It is. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. If you can see it, it's probably not faith. You don't need it, right? If you can see it, it's not faith. But it's what you can't that you hope for, that you you believe will come to pass. Right? Because you know it. It's in your heart. It's in your spirit. It's in your mind. It's in your very soul. You know this thing is going to happen because you have faith. You have that substance of what's hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 says, For by it, The elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Didn't he say, let there be light? After he put the two satellites in space, the satellites meaning the sun and the moon. And then he said, let there be light. You read about that in Genesis, by the way. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Wow. Framed by the word of God, he's spoken into being. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, what that means is he didn't see death. He didn't see death by faith. Enoch was translated, transitioned from here to there that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now watch this verse 6, how it coincides together with verse 5 as this entire chapter flows so well. Verse 6 says, but without faith, listen, listen, my friends, without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him out faith it is impossible to please God, so we that verse right there already answers a few questions that we mentioned in the opening monologue, and that is. Does it really work for Christians? Yes, it does Should faith be used only in difficult situations? No And, you know, do people who are naturally gifted need faith? Yes Yes, they do Yes, they do But without faith, it is impossible to please him For he that cometh to God must believe that he is And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Praise God. By Verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, godly fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Imagine it having never rained on the earth. And God tells you, hey, it's going to rain on the earth. Oh, excuse me? Wait, wait, what? Uh, what is that, by the way? It's going to rain? Oh, okay. And, and you have the understanding that this rain is water. It's going to come down out of the heavens. And it's going to cover the entire earth. Imagine being that guy that you know. You know God has told you that. And by faith, you believe what he has spoken. And then, being obedient, you begin to build a ship, an ark, for you and those of your household. And by his faith, the world was condemned, and he became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Praise God, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went, but see, he obeyed because he had faith that guess what God was going to lead him correctly and the right way, he trusted he trusted God, he believed it. Go by what you see all the time. You're not exercising faith. If you know you have your truck in the garage, why are you praying for a truck? And you know you need a truck to work. You already have it. (laughs) Not a lot to believe in. But for that person who is taking the bus every day, right and they'll believing God is going to bless them with a truck God can bless them with that truck and it has nothing to do with their money nothing to do with their money someone else could be obedient and by faith give that person that truck that they so desperately need you can I dare you you can go on YouTube and you'll see stories about individuals who had to walk a distance to work but somehow, some way, God made a way for those individuals to acquire transportation. Tell me I'm wrong. We've seen television shows that highlight such a thing. Obedience, faith, trust. Lord, have mercy. Verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, The heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah, this is his wife, herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Even though in the beginning she laughed, And she was called out for laughing when she received the word that she would um, bear bear a child. She laughed. But it also says here that because she judged him faithful who had promised, so she got it together. She's like, you know what? He said it. It's going to happen. Verse 12. Therefore, spring there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable verse 13 these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth verse 14 for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country my goodness mm. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Verse 16, but now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared them a city. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son now look at that Isaac was being obedient They're taking his only begotten son and was going to sacrifice him and God told him wait the Lord tried him and you see how blessed Abraham was verse 18 of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the staff, top of his staff. Verse 22, by faith, Joseph. When he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. These are these are pillars of faith, these are powerhouses of faith throughout this word. Verse 23: By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Praise God. They were not afraid verse 24 by faith moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season so he was from birth he was just he was just right from birth (laughs) with his mentality with with his makeup He was just right. Okay. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect to the recompense of the reward by faith. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. God praise God through faith. He was kept by faith. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. Now, you know, you you better have faith. If you look out and you see you're standing on the shore and you see nothing but sea, the Lord tells you, okay. I know they're in pursuit of you, but I'm going to open up this sea and you can walk across on dry land. Right? The Lord spoke it. So you know it was going to happen. He spoke it and that's the end of it. It's going to happen. Done. Praise God. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Seven days. Remember they went around the wall shouting in Jericho? Verse 31. By faith the harlot Rahab, and I talked about her last week. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Praise God. See, as I said last week with Rahab, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's how you finish. Verse 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell Of Gideon and of Barak And of Samson and of Jephthah Of David also and Samuel And of the prophets Who through faith subdued kingdoms Wrought righteousness Obtained promises Stopped the mouths of lions Quenched the violence of fire Escaped the edge of the sword Out of weakness were made strong Waxed valiant in fight Turned to flight the armies of the aliens Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Praise God. They went through a lot. They went through a lot, but they overcame a lot, as we just read from verses 33 to 35. They went through a lot. and They overcame a lot. By what? By faith. And so can you so can you and you will but you keep your faith you keep your faith praise God don't you doubt you you poke that chest out and pull that chin up and you know that God has your back and he hears you and he loves you but you keep moving forward forward not back forward forward Verse 36, and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. Like Paul, who was in prison, and many other pillars of the faith. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. And, of course, Isaiah is who they're referencing here. Prophet Isaiah was sawn in half by the evil king Manasseh, who was King Hezekiah's son. Manasseh was man he was he was something. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, skins, like John the Baptist, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Thirty eight, of whom the world was not worthy. Do you see that? Do you see that? Verse thirty eight says the world was not even worthy for these godly people. Was not even worthy of these people They wandered in deserts and in mountains And in dens and caves of the earth Verse 39 And and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise God having provided some better thing for us That they without us should not be made perfect Saints Those listening The promise, the promise of a resurrected God, the shedding of holy blood, the propitiation for our sins, the promise everlasting life through Jesus, the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without should not be made more perfect. Lord have mercy those who don't know God should not be made more perfect faith 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 my Lord and my God faith do you have it don't be discouraged things are going to come against you in life to discourage you because it's life because it's life And I know people ask many questions Why does God allow this Why does God allow that How come these things are happening over here And not over there How come this particular Type of person continues to prosper What about me What about people like Us How come things seem to be topsy-turvy For Some But very smooth And easy for others those are questions that people ask, and I get that. I understand that. I understand that. But I would encourage you tonight. No matter what you see, because see, seeing we just defined. Seeing is not the faith. Seeing is what you see. Remember, remember, and Thomas, apostle. What did he say? Unless I can put my hand in his. You put my finger in his hand here and see his side and et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm just not going to believe that he rose again. And he he did what? He talking to y'all, huh? See, Thomas had to be shown. But remember, Thomas was still what? Thomas was still an apostle. (laughs) But he was doubting, right? He was doubting. So what I'm trying to convey to you tonight is... Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Don't let anyone, anyone cause your faith to be shaken. Everyone goes through things in life, some more serious than others. Let's be real about that. And that's why it's good to have a great support system around us so that in those moments, those times when we're doubting, we're feeling discouraged. We're feeling unsure and possibly even feeling unaccepted. Number one, you know you can still go to God. You pray and talk to him. And you hold on. And you know that he'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, if I go away, I'll send you a comforter. And we know that comforter is the Holy Ghost. Right? And we know he's not a man that he should lie. He'll never, never means never In every language <laughs> No matter what language Never still means never He'll never leave you Or forsake you Praise God Never And, and you know it's funny We're talking about this tonight Because You know we're, we're talking about faith And you know Without faith We we just define it's impossible to please God Okay we know But also this Without faith You cannot It's not possible For you To become A Christian It's not possible It's not possible Because you have to believe That Christ is Who he said he is that's faith I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go over Romans chapter 10 Here in a minute but I, I, I want you to know that Without faith you cannot Claim to be a Christian That's how you become a Christian Because you're not believing in anything else Other than You believing that Christ came Died Rose again Blood shed In the Uh Uh persecution of Christ shed for you, cleansed your sin now he is seated at the right hand of God and he himself is God that's a, we'll get into that, we can get into that on another broadcast but what I'm saying to you is you can't even be a Christian without faith it's not possible Romans chapter 10 and it says But what saith, I'm starting with, let me just back up. I'm starting with verse 8, so you'll be able to follow along. Verse 8, it says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look at that. Look at that. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, Jesus' is Lord, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's no maybe in that scripture. It says you shall be saved verse 10 for with the heart now it's, it's going to break it down and explain it to you a little bit better for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness so you got to believe it and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation for the scripture says whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed verse 12 for there is no difference between the jew for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So if you call upon him, guess what happens? Verse 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? See, you see that? How, you, how can you call on someone that you don't even believe and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Hmm? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not heard or not believed? And how should they be- shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? every every Christian is called to do the work of an evangelist i'm sorry you you are i don't care what i don't care what position you hold within the five fold ministry if at all you're a Christian, which means you're christ like Christ was the greatest evangelist ever okay so <laughs> i mean if if you're called if you're a christian i mean Everyone's called to do the work of the evangelist. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I go back to verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's an open and shut case. You don't need a jury for that one. That's open and shut. You'll be caught red-handed red handed as a christian if you do that you you you're a christian period you if you do that that's what it says now you got to live like one you got to live like one i mean if we if we were to page over to acts chapter 11 acts chapter 11 verse 25 and 26 it says verse 25 then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And we know that Saul became Paul for to seek Saul. And it says, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. That was a city under the Roman Empire in Asia Minor. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples, were called Christians first in Antioch. So the first place you, we hear this word Christian was in the city of Antioch, right? Antioch, which was a, a major city, for trade, commerce, what have you, being in a fantastic location for such. And um, you get you got Paul and Barnabas over there with a powerful ministry, people being added to the church, and those disciples were first called Christians. So back to Romans 10, you cannot become a Christian unless you have faith. So once you become a Christian, you have to keep exercising that faith. Because when you know you're gonna go through some things. And Ephesians chapter six talks about Quenching those fiery darts of the devil with faith, right? Using your metaphorical shield, your armor, definitely your sword, which is your sword, which is the word of God, right? We need all that. We need faith. You have to exercise it. You have to, again, I reiterate. Whatever you may be going through Maybe you need a job Maybe you're having issues with your spouse Maybe you want a spouse Maybe you have an issue with housing Transportation Health It doesn't matter Because guess what God knows everything you need Before you even ask him That's Matthew chapter 6 He knows all of that Everything you're going through but now don't don't think of him as some Santa Claus now because, you know, I look at folks cross-eyed or side-eyed I should say when they go to pretending like God is some type of Santa Claus. I mean, if you if you coming to God because you want someone that's you know like a Santa Claus, it's gonna give you every little material thing you come up with i, I would say you you might want to sit out and read the bible a little bit more and figure out who christ is okay because you know we we don't have a santa claus god yes it's his it's his pleasure to bless you and to love you and he knows the things you need but i'm saying that you know your treasure jesus said your treasure is where your heart is so if your heart is into the material things You've made the material things your treasure. He's supposed to be your treasure. That's the difference. That's the difference. Praise God. So faith. We have to exercise faith. And I'm going to give you one more example of faith being exercised. And I'm going to give it to you as it played out with the master himself when he walked on this earth, with Jesus Christ himself. And I'm going to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. I'll give you a minute. Okay. Mark chapter 11. And yes, I'm going to talk about the fig tree. The fig tree. Because it's awesome. Okay. Because it is awesome. And so we're going to start with verse 20. And it says, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember said, said unto him, master, behold, the fig tree which thou cru- cursed it is withered away. See, Jesus had previously cursed this fig tree because he went to the fig tree and it had nothing on it. So Jesus cursed it. Told it basically to dry up and die. And so now they're on their way back and they're, they're, they have to pass by this tree again, by this fig tree. And so Peter is, is like, what? He says, master, Behold, the fruit tree which thou curse is withered away. Verse 22. And this scripture right here is one of my favorites. It's also one of my sister's favorites. It says, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Again, one of our preliminary questions. Should faith be used only in difficult situations? Does it really work for Christians? What did Jesus say about faith? He said, have faith in God. I just read it to you. Verse 22. And Jesus saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, that's that word again, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, watch this, whatsoever he saith. Doesn't it say whatsoever? He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's where they're reading again. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain Be thou removed And be cast into the sea And shall not doubt in his heart And shall not doubt in his heart And shall not doubt in his heart Yes I'm emphasizing that But shall believe that those things Which he saith shall come to pass He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, see, that coincides with first John 5, that when you pray, believe you have received the petitions you requested, because you know he heard you, and you shall have them. Okay? Verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what, so- what things soever ye desire, When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Praise God. Verse 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive. Oh, this is critical. This is critical. You have to forgive other folks. You have to forgive other folks. Okay? Forgive them. Now, the show is not about forgiveness tonight. This broadcast is not about forgiveness. But it ties in. It ties in. And when ye stand praying, forgive, forgive. If ye have fought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. See, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? People want to be forgiven for everything they've ever done. They've messed up, made mistakes, said the wrong things, made the wrong decisions. Had lack of judgment, as we talked about last week. But it's very hard for them to see themselves, but they can see every fault in everyone else. They can see every fault in everyone else. But when it comes to the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror, problem, problem, See, they have that selective memory. You can remember everything someone has done to you. Everything. You can go back umpteen years, but you just forgot what you did to that person two days ago. To someone two days ago. You you just forgot about that. Right? You forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. You did. Verse 26 says, but if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. I need to take a sip of water. Throat get dry quick. At least mine does when I have a microphone in front of me. And I'm doing a lot of talking. So, verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Verse 26, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So you exercise a faith, believing God is going to give you these things or bring you through an issue, help you fight about them, overcome, right? But you're not forgiving Susie Q. You want God to forgive you And forget all about The things you've done Well He just said If you don't forgive You will not be forgiven And that's a big part of faith Isn't it Because we read in Romans chapter 10 That we Are to believe in our hearts And confess with our mouth Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Shall be saved Faith But let me let me say this. Asking God to forgive you of your sins, of your trespasses, is vitally important. Praise God. Vitally important. I'm here to tell you. It is. So you think about that. You think about forgiveness. I know we didn't go deep into it tonight, but think about forgiveness and think about faith. And they do work hand in hand. They do. Praise God. Praise God. So I hope you will take to heart the things we have brought to your attention tonight. And I hope that you are blessed from this broadcast, okay? And I hope that you'll go back over the scriptures we mentioned tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, Romans chapter 10, Acts chapter 11, Mark chapter 11. So that's three chapter 11s and one chapter 10. Right? Right? I hope you'll go back and read those and study those in, in in its entirety. And I know you'll be blessed. It's the word. You're going to be blessed. And so as I finish this broadcast tonight, I will do what I need to do in asking, is there anyone listening to my voice? Who does not know who Jesus is. If you like to know who Jesus is. And make him your own personal savior. Let me direct you back to Romans chapter 10. Where it says. Verse 13. For whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's you. That's you. So you confess with your mouth. According to verse 9 That Jesus is Jesus That he is who he said he is You believe that in your heart That he Was raised from the dead It says you shall be saved So just ask God to forgive you your sins Make you a new creation Save your soul right now Wash you in in his blood And by faith, you're a new Christian. Praise God. Stay in the word of God. You're going to hear some things that are not in the word of God. And the way to test those things is to stay in the word of God. So you'll know what the word says versus what other people say. Stay in the word. You don't ask a pilot teach you anything other than flying the plane, right? Right? So stay in this manual. You want to be a Christian? Stay in this manual. Stay in this manual. I know it's like everybody under heaven wants to come up with their own books and tell you about Christianity. Those manuals are those manuals. But if you want the manual, the book, the Bible, you got to read the Bible. Right? If you want a book on playing guitar, you go buy a book on playing guitar. You don't say, I want to be a guitarist, then go buy a book on drums, do you? Mm. (laughs) I mean, unless you want to be a drummer. But if you want to learn guitar, Going to Bars and Noble, you're going to ask for a book on guitar or whatever media reference material they may have. You're not going to say, you know, give me the flute. I prefer the book on the flute. That way i learn guitar. doesn't make sense. So you're going to stay in the manual. Praise God. Praise God. So I'm going to end this with a prayer. I want to thank you guys for listening in to Eliaship Power Ministries tonight. God bless you. I pray that uh, you'll continue to exercise your faith. And, you know, sometimes we all may get discouraged. But the Lord will pick you right back up. I promise you. Put on that garment of praise. Isaiah 61. Put on that Put on that garment of praise. Just start praising the Lord. Everything give thanks. Yes, some things may not have gone right for you at work or even in your own house with your own spouse and children. Or maybe you're going through some other issues in your own personal life. Put on that garment of praise. Just start praising the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Just give God praise. Just give God praise. And just start thinking about his goodness and the things he has done for you. I know you're waiting on some things that you want him to do for you. But start thinking about what he has done for you. And what he's currently doing for you. See, it's real easy. It's real easy to become forgetful when you're going through a stressful situation. Very easy. But if you begin to look at the broad picture... And give God some praise. Right? Just begin to give him some praise. And watch and see how your spirit gets uplifted. Because see, God inhabits the praises of his people. Give him some praise. Glory be to God. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come before your people once again. And people who may not even know you. God, I, I pray that you would just continue, and I know you will, cover us. Cover us. And I thank you, Lord, for your encouragement to me personally. And I thank you, God, for encouraging others. And God, I thank you for the word. I thank you, Lord, for your word that we can read at any time. And I thank you, God, for the opportunity that we don't need to go to a high priest, per se. Because you have become the high priest. We can come to you and talk to you directly. And I thank you, Lord, that you're there for us no matter what we go through. And I thank you, God, that you can fix anything. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. You can turn it around quicker than we can turn it around for ourselves. God, I thank you. And I pray for everyone who listens to this that their heart will receive you and they'll do what is right and what is holy because you said be holy for I am holy and I thank you Lord for the, for the grace, for the mercy for the awesome love that you give on a daily basis help us to receive it and and really fully see it so that we can understand that we're never alone The enemy likes to divide us and try to single us out and make us believe that there's no one there for us. God, open our eyes. Open our eyes so we can see. Like you opened up Gehazi's eyes so many years ago when he could see all those holy chariots on the mountain waiting to destroy the enemy. Hallelujah. Open up our eyes so we can see that you're always there and that we're not surrounded. The enemy is surrounded. We're not surrounded. We are not surrounded. We have you and the entire host of heaven. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your ministering spirits. Thank you, Lord. That you're God and you're God all by yourself. Thank you, Lord. And God, I just I, I just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, folks, I want to thank you. Remember, pray much. Pray without ceasing. Seek the Lord while he may be found. There's going to come a time. Where we won't be able to seek the Lord now. God bless you. And good night.